tinfoil hat. Oh, what the fuck are you guys even talking about? Global controls will have to be imposed. And a world governing body will be created to enforce them. Welcome to tinfoil hat. We, we, we go deep, homeboy. Eric, open your mind. Drink. And welcome to another tinfoil hat. Yes, thank you guys so much. This is a very special episode. Uh, it's 199 as we enter the big 200, so we're bringing in the heavy guns. Honored. Yes. It's uh, you, then David Icke. That's Holy where we go. Holy shit. Yeah, David Icke's going to be 200. You got David Icke? Yeah. Well, we'll see. Well, he's agreed to do it. You know, what? I believe it's going to happen. So, yeah. So, we got him, you, and it's just like... The show's been off the hook lately, so we appreciate everybody. We're not going to do a lot of um, of a, a lot of the uh, prom- promos or anything. I just want to push the big uh, Texas tour, the Alien Shot JFK tour. Myself, Eddie Bravo, XG, we will be in Dallas or Plano, Texas on the 14th. And we will be at Hyenas. That's Friday at 8 p.m. And then the next night, we are in... Um, we are in Houston at the Secret Group, okay? So grab those tickets now. Eddie Bravo, myself, actually uh, Reed Baker as well will be there. So this should be fun. And then on the July 6th, we are at the Rec Room in Huntington Beach. And I think those tickets are moving quickly. So that is all the business I'm going to do right What's now. the Secret Group? The Secret Group is a, a little, it's a, actually not a little club. It's a nice Houston club. It's got three rooms, almost like the comedy wow. store, and it's just a great indie room. I, oh, cool. I prefer playing indie comedy Me too. clubs. I'm not really into these, like, uh, uh, you know, Cheesecake Factory comedy clubs. They can get weird. They can get weird, and they're super corporate, and that's when art dies, when you have too many rules when it's like business over art i feel like art dies at that point and it kind of has to doesn't it yeah it's, it's just when you you know i used to play this sub club in um dayton ohio and the guy who ran the club literally just got hired from like you know uh, like, like red lobster He's doing Red Lobster, and he's head of food and beverage. Now they made him the GM, and he's, like, deciding what is funny and not funny. It's like, why is that guy who looks like he ODs on Nickelback, why is he deciding <laughs> what what comedy is? And I just think that is ultimately where you, you start to get away with it. And, you know, the internet, in its state right now, who knows where it will be in five years, but in its state right now, it's kind of the counter to that. It's like taking away the suits and letting art to um consumer boom artist yeah it's like the difference between a zoo and a safari it's like you go to the zoo yeah you're gonna see some gorillas oh that's great but those fucking gorillas are like pissed they're depressed they're masturbating constantly because what else are you gonna do you're behind you know you're gonna eat your own shit yeah masturbate (laughs) fling your shit at elderly people yeah for sure you know instead of like seeing the real deal not to say that like you know humans in general are there any more wild humans in existence there probably are a few and those probably aren't going to wind up on a stage somewhere but certainly if you go to a venue that you booked yourself for comedy and the people coming to see you know who you are 
that's going to be a different vibe for sure than when 30 percent of the room is still operating under that weird idea that all comedy is the same and, and they just showed up they don't know who is doing comedy yeah which i would never ever do in anything ever just show up and hope I like who's there. Never. I would never go to a rock club and go, who's playing tonight? Well, let's just go and see how it plays out. It's the reason we have movie posters. Yeah. Otherwise, it would just be one movie poster. Movie. Yeah. What movie do you want to see? Well, there's five movies. <laughs> just pick a number. We'll send you one. And they all, dude, I mean, there's enough tape on me to do a quick YouTube search to find out what I'm the about. fuck? This movie, if it was fucking about the Titanic sinking and <laughs> kissing and shit, I didn't want to see that. Uh, yeah. yeah, so it's like you end up with people who are like so stunned and disappointed. And then and then weirdly, the club will be pissed at you. Yeah. And you're like, look, I didn't, I'm sorry, man. I, I didn't, what I want is yeah. for people like me. Yeah. Because yeah. it fills this void inside of me. Yeah. I didn't want the table of elderly COPD <laughs> veterans to, to glumly look up realizing that this was like one a wasted night. It is weird though. Like if, if you walk out and you see gray hairs or you see super young, which one freaks you out more? These days, man uh because i haven't been on stage in a while they're all gonna freak me out but the you know in the old days when i was like first of all old people in general are amazing yeah. and the first thing that's gonna happen is if they detect that you're looking at them and thinking oh boy here we go the oldies they feel that yeah and they're like fuck you yeah i fucking scooped my friend's guts off the sand yeah. and push them in his stomach. Yeah. Well, what have you done, motherfucker? For sure. What's your, what, what'd you get a surgery where you got one of your balls chopped off and you're going to look at me like I am a fucking square? What the fuck? Yeah. You know what I mean? These are people who have like uh, a, a, a fucking Nazi guns from Nazis whose throats they cut in their cabinets and you're looking at them like they're children or something. So in that sense, it's like... Um, uh, and it, to me, it's like, if I'm going to worry about something in the audience, it's going to be more if I get the feeling that I've got like a, a clearly hyper conservative, like golf couple or yeah. something. Cause if, and you could see that by the way, when they're at home, they're weird, weird swingers. It's like yeah. I say, f filth won the culture war. It's this. It's like I'm Armenian. We're we're the biggest hypocrites out there. Yeah. Because they they like go to church and they're very conservative. Yeah. But behind closed doors, they're filthy savages. And this is the what you're talking about here is actually something that I think is uh, a really interesting phenomena, which is anyone you can look at your own life and notice what is it you're doing when the door is shut. Now, for most people, when the door's shut, when they get home, unfortunately, it isn't some kind of like hypersexual activity. Of course. For most people, they put on sweatpants, they start farting and like eating chips on the couch and dribble right. chips into the couch and slouch and maybe fight with their wives or their girlfriends or their husbands and then get drunk and go to bed. So it's a kind of pathetic concept of like when i get home i can finally be myself but it's really that's not the case when you get home you just slouch and feel rotten when you're not rotten at all so that's an interesting thing the split personality of the, the you know most of our species which is there's the work persona the home persona and the home persona is not is is usually sadly a kind of degraded persona not sexually in other words it'd be awesome 
if you got home and put on like some kind of gimp outfit, you know, yeah. pulled your fucking like ass out and your wife is spanking you because right. she could tell that you like didn't work hard enough. That's at least interesting. But the reality of the situation is people come home and they begin to sedate themselves and just sort of- And numb out. And many people just drool yogurt or not yogurt. They're not eating yogurt, like ice cream. Or, you know, they become a little more like- mean or cynical or they voice their their suffering or something you know what i'm saying it's no, sad 100 percent. it's sad it's sad 100 percent. i i did a uh our friend sean Pulowski has a uh facebook rant show and she asked me to do rant there and i didn't know what i wanted to do so she kind of told me some of the stuff that other people done so i'm like okay what's interesting so i decided to do something on heckling and I had Steve Randolph go up there and do stand-up, and then I would heckle him, but I would say what really is going on with the heckler, and which is, I gave up in life, I didn't follow yeah. my dreams, you're following your dreams, you're a loose wolf who's roaming while yeah. I'm a caged dog, yeah. and I'm really upset about that. Yeah. And you see that a lot. Like, there's no, like you go to the dog park, the most dangerous dog is a dog on the leash. Yeah. Right, and then then and then what's even more dangerous than that is a per a, a dog that isn't wearing a leash that feels like it's on a leash because now you at least the dog on the leash is clearly imprisoned. But then when you get the fucking person who pretends that they're like trapped, when the reality is you are not on a leash. Yeah, like whatever your situation may be, unless you're in prison, unless you're in a hostage situation. In general, the, the bonds that you are responding to are self-inflicted bonds. You're putting the manacle on yourself. For example, so many people say, oh, I don't have time. And it's like, wait, you had six hours per day of screen time this week when you Bruh. were just like casually browsing. That's all I do, by the way. I got to get off the phone. Let me just say this because I will sound sanctimonious. Any of these observations I'm making are about myself. No, I'm with you, dude. I'm <laughs> with not, you, dude. It's not something we alien yeah. out there. It's literally yeah. like, you know, for me, I, I find myself thwarted by reality almost every day in the sense that I'm like, man, if only I had time to write a book. And then, you know, once a week, your screen time pops up and it's like five hours online. And yeah, you're I like, love that they have to tell you that. It's like, why are you doing that? Who came up with that? Who's like, maybe we should let them know how much they're on the phone. I don't need to know that. It's a, I mean, whoever came up with that was a revolutionary because it runs counter to the general idea that tech companies are invested in hypnotizing us into some kind of impotent, you know, state of um, inactivity when it's like the, the reality is like at least someone at these companies is like, listen, let's at least show them the extra amount of time they have per day that they're not using. And, and so yeah. that, there's something in that that's really wonderful because at least there's like, look, look, whatever it is you're like claiming to be imprisoned by, you have an extra six hours a day that you know what you've been doing. And by you, I mean me. And by me, I mean Drudge Report, Huffington Post, Reddit Conspiracy, yeah. Reddit World News, Reddit News, Huffington Post, Reddit World News, Reddit Conspiracy, <laughs> Huffington, Drudge Report, Politico, Gizmodo, what the fuck, Reddit, yeah. WTF. I'm not finding something horrifying enough to put me in a fear paralysis. And it's never enough. It's like yeah. refresh, refresh, yeah. refresh. 
Why isn't there more stories? Yeah, 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 yeah. That's it. That's it. Yeah, and then, then you're like going throughout the day in like a deep state of like mild, you know, uh, 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 paranoia, and and you're like, oh my god, everyone, this fucking world is fucked up. In the same way that if like you had spent two hours eating like big bags of salted fucking GMO chips the next day, you're gonna be blowing disgusting farts all day. But at least you can realize like, oh, I ate two bags of GMO chips. This is why I'm like doing Chernobyl farts. Yeah. Whereas like when your mind is producing similar thoughts, somehow the, we forget that the, the diet, the info diet we've had is like. For sure, dude. It's like if they decide if they can't control it, they're just going to flood it with just. you. It's not that we're dumb or not. We're just inundated with useless knowledge. Inundated There's with it, yeah, for sure. So much useless knowledge that means nothing to anybody. Yeah, that, I mean, it's like what happened is we're all at Soup Plantation and the buffet extended by 15 miles, yeah. you know, and like that buffet has got literally every form of soup from the best soup on earth to strychnine soup to like soup that's made, it's filled with like those fucking crate packing material and for whatever reason many of us are eating the fake the 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 cardboard soup you know and it's and and what sucks about it is it's like to me this is where it really sucks it's like i and you know this about me i know this about you i love conspiracy theories i don't care if they're wrong mm. i don't care if they're right right because it's an emergent folklore you yeah. know at the very worst it's like an emergent mythology you know and it's so cool to watch it form and to watch the various like strands of truth within it mixed in with the mixed up shit. it's beautiful and so my approach to it has always been what robert anton wilson recommended which is agnosticism in other words it's like is the earth hollow is the earth, are the poles of the earth like the entrance to some kind of fucking cosmic hornet hive yeah. filled with super advanced beings that are like, have a deal with the uh, secret powers that be to share technology in exchange for privacy? I don't know. But is that a cool fucking idea? It is. Yeah. It's so much more exciting yeah. than rushing gate. Or, you know, what? who Trump fucked and all that stuff. I don't know why more people aren't into conspiracies. And I, I just kind of want to comment on something. I, was I tweeted this today. It's like, I just want to give a shout out to Tom from MySpace. Because mm. <laughs> that guy didn't sell out. And I, we're looking at this purge of information and censorship on these three different platforms, which have a monopoly on what yeah. they do. Twitter, YouTube, Facebook. Yeah. Tom never did any of that. He he was approached to sell it out. He turned it down, and the, it cost him his business. Can I give you my opinion on this purge that yeah. everyone's getting so upset about? Yeah, because uh, I've thought about it a lot, and and you know, every anyone who has any kind of like uh, footprint in the um, online space should be thinking about it an awful lot because um, it's it's uh, for one thing, it's a reminder of what we're all doing, which is something called digital sharecropping. So essentially we have uh, placed our farms on private land and we are, you know, sharing the profit of our labors with the landowner. Okay. And the landowners uh, are kicking some people off the land, which is their right, because it's their land according to the way everything works. And what's happening is the people getting kicked off the land are you know saying well what about freedom of speech right and they don't realize 
that if I kick you off my land for a political act, as a political act, which is like, yeah, you see, I am a gay duke and I don't like homophobic people on my land. So I'm kicking you off because you're clearly homophobic. And if you're not homophobic, I just don't like to use the word faggot all the time. Because when I was growing up, that word was usually preceded by me getting my fucking ass kicked. Yeah. And so people get- don't realize that. They, right. That that word is, you know, there's two words, the M word and, and that word that definitely have historical Sure. You know, meaning to them. But, you know, what we've got with, uh, interestingly enough, with both words is we've got a double consonant and we've got a, that sharp k yeah. sound. So it's a, a wonderful uh, mean. If you could strip the meaning away, you've got this wonderful, powerful curse word. Yeah. You know, it's like it's like uh, in Dune when they had those killing words. Like, oh, suck. Yeah. It's like that. So but it's got a lot of like clearly so much baggage that it for a lot of people, it isn't something that you could strip the meaning away. From. Right. But, but regardless Let's say that I'm a private landowner and um, I don't like people who are into knitting, for example. I just hate it, you know. I get it. Similarly, it's my right to kick those people off my land as well. Now, many people are arguing the monopoly thing or saying that the, the thing is built upon a public a program where public funds have gone into it but the truth is it is not a public thing yet yet now if the government wants to come in and grab it which is essentially what these people are wanting and why why do they want that well the, but this the, the reason they want it is because they want access to the audience that these uh, places have. If it wasn't the audience they wanted access to, they would go to the various like super pro spe- free speech. Right, right. Get, but, but why do? Why does like? There's this whole rumor that Mark Zuckerberg really wants the government to regulate Facebook or take over Facebook. Is it, oh really? Do you buy into that at all? I've never heard it. Explain it to me. Well, I, then it becomes like a government subsidized basic utility. I mean, like. You don't have to worry anymore about whether you're making profits or anything like that. Uh, He's, it's basically a steady hmm. thing. Interesting. Well, here's the thing. To me, there's, you know, we what anybody in their right mind wants when it comes to speech itself is as much deregulation as possible. That's what you want. So you don't want the government to step in and to determine what 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 we can say and can't say. So in other words, like what's happening is we're in this like really interesting predicament, which is that we're having to choose right now between do we let the government regulate a person's not just their ability to say whatever they want publicly in an online privately owned venue, but do we want to regulate a person's ability to as a political act kick someone off of their venue which is also another form of speech right so it's like which thing do you want regulated because it's like if the private owner whether no matter how big or how small no matter how right or how wrong wants to make a statement about who can come in and who can go yeah isn't that also speech and if it isn't freedom of speech what the fuck is it is speech literally just something you say with your mouth clearly not it's writing too is it just writing? Clearly not. It's performance and it's also boycotts. So the idea is like, do we want to make it so that, that, that people can't boycott certain things? Right. Because that's a rejection of a certain... So to me, it's like, man, 
one thing that the super hardcore hyper free speech advocates have right is yes free speech what's better than that one place i think they're maybe missing the point is by inviting the government to come in is some kind of parent to make some quote fair situation happen in privately owned property even if that privately owned property is based on a system and network that the public paid for in that, if your argument is, well, the public paid for it, then it's like, well, the public paid for the roads leading to every single private club, every single comedy club, every single theater, to SNL, to Fox News. Do we give Bill O'Reilly his job back? Do we, you know what I mean? It's like, at what point does it stop when it comes to a privately owned business's right to decide who performs on their digital stages? To me, that's the dark, slippery slope where I think it would be better for... If we have to pick between government regulation and um, deregulation, or, or if we in deregulation, I think that the in this case specifically, it would be better to hope that the public pressure that or the or the demand the, the the demand for some kind of I want to go to a place. Whereas an adult, I can see not just the conspiracy theories that have been vetted. I want to see the darkest, stupidest, dankest, shittiest, dumbest, most ridiculous conspiracy theories because I used to love to get stoned yeah. and scroll through the YouTube rabbit hole until I got to the point where people were wearing weird white robes and standing in front of podiums with UFOs behind them talking about how the fucking earth was flat. Not because I believed it, because it's so funny. I loved it. And now that algorithm's being changed so I can't enjoy that. So you know what I mean? That to me sucks. And I hope that that creates a demand for a place where that exists. So I think it's called bit you bit shoot. Uh, B-I-T-C-H-U-T-E is where it's going. You can see it's growing all the time every oh, cool. time I go on that website. It's very interesting because what we have here is um, straight up book burning. It's, a, it's book burning going on that certain information should not be put out to the public and they, they don't agree with it. It's a Holocaust denying Sandy Hook and health remedies, which is very interesting. I, I don't agree with that, man. I don't think it's book burning. I think we're looking at property rights more than anything, which is like a person has, we're, and we're dealing with the fact that. Um, but here's, a, here's the whole thing though. It, it, to dismiss the public funds that go into it as, you know, yeah, they're public funds. I think that is a very important thing because it is. it, it wasn't just like, um, the health department gave this company money, like a very specific company, the CIA gave this alphabet starter money to build Google, which, and then gave it to build uh, 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 yeah. YouTube. I mean, yeah. so there is, there is a dark hand at this. And when you have somebody starting to regulate certain things, it, it I, I get nervous about, you know, are we in 1984 and the thought police? You and don't, but the thing is you don't have, I mean, if, if, if the idea is like, oh, the CIA is the one regulating whether or not, you know, bullshit fucking Holocaust denial stuff can go on YouTube. I don't agree with that. I think I don't think that there's like a CIA involvement in that. I think what you're looking at is just real basic economics and real basic, like I'm running a, let's say, for example, my podcast, right? I don't care who the fuck it is. Like, let's say it's the most brilliant Holocaust denier on planet Earth. 
you're not coming on my show. Yeah. You're not going to be on my show. I don't want you on my show. You I, have every right to do that. That's too. right. And my podcast is being put out there on public utilities, so to speak, in the sense that every single one of us depend on public utilities to get to work, to communicate, to do anything. So if the argument is these are public utilities, then I'm saying the slippery slope here is leads to the government regulating who can speak. It's just happening in the opposite. The, the ideal situation here, man, is that uh, either, number one, the uh, YouTube comes up with a way to vet who can like absorb this information. You know what I mean? In other words, like figure out a figure out a, a consensual way. Where There's be, never gonna be that. Right. Even then, you got who are they? Because when we say hate speech, what is hate speech? Right? Who Inciting determines violence. what is hate speech? Inciting violence. Well, I mean, like then all the news is hate speech because that incites violence constantly. Well, I mean, I'm saying like if like I get like f here's the idea, here's the here's the, here's the argument for it is uh, so I find out that there is a group of white supremacists who, not in a kind of like casual way, but in a real serious way, believe the white race is being actively exterminated by Jews. Now, this is one of the precursor thoughts that led to the Holocaust, right? And, right? and so what the white supremacists call it is, quote, the Jewish question, right? It's bullshit, man. It's insanity. I agree. I insanity, think, right? So I think if you think Jews are the problem, that you're falling for the tricks. Well, what, That goes much farther than that. You haven't spent... If you think Jews are the problem, you need to spend more time with Jews. That's yeah, all that's, that's happening. It. I have so many Jewish friends. It's like so beyond... It's like if you think Muslims... And this is coming from an Armenian yeah. whose family was personally affected by the, uh, you know, the Ottomans. Yes. Like, it's straight up. Fuck yeah. So, I I know many Muslims who are wonderful people. I know many gays who are wonderful people. I know many blacks who are wonderful people. I know many white men who are wonderful people. If you think any, if you demonize any group, you are, in my opinion, falling for the tricks of a very f powerful group who uses that to get us all to fight with each other. And you're also just basically lazy. Yeah, it's totally lazy. And it goes around the horn. That's it, man. So 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 now it's like you, you so I'm I'm running a I don't know. Cuz to me like I look at like YouTube or any of these online videos. And P.S., man, for all you out there are gritting your teeth in rage right now that I'm not, like, going with a rabid, mm. quote, freedom of speech people and saying we have to, like, let anyone say anything. Just listen for a second, because I am, my entire job depends, my livelihood, my son's fucking food, like, comes from my ability to say what I want and upload it onto... Audio Boom, which is a privately owned company, which, you know, uses public, you know, circuits to get my shit out there. Like I've been I've spent a lot of time thinking about which would I prefer. And if it comes down to it, bottom fucking line, don't give any more power to the state than you have to. Don't. They'll keep it. And if you think they get that little bit of power and OK, OK, guys, this is just what we're going to do with it. 
Man, they don't. You know what happens. They take the power and then they then they use it like a boa constrictor suffocates people. Yeah. And so then suddenly it turns into a little bit more and a little bit more. The next thing you know that we've given our power over to uh, uh, who knows who knows who the government's going to be like in eight years, 12 years. Who knows what's going to happen? The moment you start saying, you tell us who we can have on and who we can't have on, that's the moment that you've invited a demon into your house. This is my thinking on this matter and uh to me what it inspires me to do is to begin to gather up a fucking email list to go old school man it's like every single person out there should stop doing this like oh government please come and help me please stop stop it doesn't work don't do that first thing what can i do now if if, if shit's gonna change it's gonna change because facebook becomes a publicly control a pu- quote public property which really means government controlled property right so if that happens that happens and then let's see what the government thinks about your fucking shit yeah let's see what the government thinks about your stuff you're putting out there so anyway the idea is like look at the reality of anyone who is ma- making money by farming on someone else's land. You need to start thinking about getting your own land. You need to start thinking about how can I continue to get whatever information I want to get out out there that is not in control of, uh, of, of anyone except me. And that to me, as I'm thinking about, I'm realizing, oh my God, it's going back to when comedians used to get people to give them their fucking emails. Yep, that's get, a great point. Get an email list. Get like gather together like some way for you to not lose your audience should the carpet get pulled out from under you and then you'll be okay. But if you're worrying or feeling like you want the government to come in, that is short-term thinking, my friend. That is not good thinking because shit, man, power changes all the time. And sure, right now, y'all might have some what appears to be a kind of like right-wing government that is like, oh, you should be able to say what you want. But wait eight years. Wait 12 years. Wait 15 years and see who the fuck's sitting up there. And they're like, well, actually now the internet is publicly owned, meaning the government can regulate who says what and who doesn't say what up there instead of the private people. Also meaning that if you want to create, if you you create some online medium through which people can communicate to other people, once it gets to a certain size, it becomes a public entity and you lose control of it completely. Uh, Let me ask you, is... is Censorship by a giant uh, corporation like Google not the equal to the government's censorship? Are, are there two different kinds? One a better evil than the other one? Well, so, okay, so we have monopoly laws set up, right? Yeah. So, and they're investigating Google, they're investigating some of these places to see if they've become a monopoly. If they become a monopoly, we have pre existing laws set up to break them up to create competition because if you don't, then you end up like with massive, massive fucking problems, right? So, um, because it's not competing, there's no competition without competition, you end up with just like, a form of weird like corporate fascism basically right there's already laws in place right so it's a private company google right now it's a private company it's publicly traded though publicly traded but still that's it's not that doesn't mean that means that i can buy it and own it but it doesn't right so uh so um and again friends ari said this last yesterday and i really love it sam and i 
are comedians. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like, and I'm not saying, like, therefore, I don't have to take responsibility for what I'm saying, but I'm saying, like, what the fuck do I know? Yeah. This is, my wife told me the other day, you've been wrong with all your political predictions 100% of the time for the <laughs> last year. <laughs> so, dude, I was like, wait a minute. And then I thought about, I'm like, thinking all my bad predictions, I'm like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah I'm with right. you on that. Okay. So, therefore, I'm not a, I'm not a politician or anything like that. I'm a dick joke comic who flunked first grade. I mean, like, I don't know <laughs> what you want from me. People are like, your, your reading's horrible. You're I'm like, I flunked first grade. I do dick jokes. Yeah. What do you want from me? Yeah. So I think, like, what we're witnessing right now is the uh, birth of... Uh, some kind of uh what do you call it Techn technocracy or something so like you're looking at like um uh essentially like the beginning of the end in the sense that what happens is that one of these companies is going to make an ai and the ai is going to be so advanced that it hypnotizes everybody and then you know it's we're going to enter into a very interesting era but uh, and so what's happening is these companies are accruing data from us and they're accruing ge genetic data they're accruing uh, obviously like where we go what we buy what we say to oh, each yeah. other so clearly this data is not just being used to, for advertising it's being used to populate the um, databanks of an AI that is eventually going to, uh, you know, be uh, sentient and super advanced if it isn't already, because you won't know when it happens. Mm -hmm. And then what's going to happen is that that super advanced intelligence is going to start dictating in some way, shape or form the plan of whatever particular state entity or private entity has uh temporary control of that intelligence and then we're going to like begin to see like ripples that are happening in society that are not human-made ripples but the ripples of a super advanced non -embodied. i mean we're seeing like a small little like glimpse of that with comments on like you're finding more and more yeah that a lot of comments on like youtube are not even real people yeah and that they're just there to muck it up and it's That's right. Very, someone, someone said it, it's so interesting. The things that we've created robots to do, and we wonder why they eventually turn around and kill us, is like we're turning them into being like, uh, uh, you know, uh, killing robots. We're turning them into like AIs. That whole thing is to like write negative comments or create all this chaos on the internet and just all, like all these horrible things that we're we're creating robots to do instead of like these loving things that make the world a better place. And yeah. it's just interesting that that's kind of where the, you know, it's like who drove the uh, internet was pornography and it's like really aggressive porn that like made this thing get bigger and bigger and bigger and bigger. And it's yeah. like, it's almost kind of like we are what we, we, you know, it, we are going to reap what we sow. Well, I'm sure like, you know, if like the crickets or those poor grasshoppers that that weird fungus that grows out of them that gets them to climb to the top of the tree and die up there. So they drop their spores on the ants underneath. If they were smart enough to think to themselves while they were climbing up the tree about to explode spores on their friends, they would probably be thinking like, man, 
I don't know if it was a good idea to like let these spores do this to me, but you know, at least I can talk to my girlfriend in <laughs> Beijing with fucking <laughs> instantaneously. So, so it's like the you know, are we just the you know precursor matter for a very advanced uh, new sort of being that's coming onto the planet? Are we sort of like the final little phase of a portal opening up? that is a time machine that connects to whatever entities seeded the universe with genetic material designed to find planets habitable for them to live on. You know, I don't know, but the reality is, is like, it's so, there's a, there's a great Buddhist scripture called the Heart Sutra. They, they, basically, the idea is gone, gone, gone beyond the going. And so it's like, listen, y'all, you're in a fucking riptide right now. Getting, and you're so far out to sea, and right now you're like, wait a minute, I can't see the land. It's like, motherfucker, you've been out, you've been sucked out so long. You think like, you think you're gonna like stop it? Like to me, it's like, okay, first of all, go ahead, attack Google, attack Apple, attack Facebook. Guess what they have? Everyone's search history, everyone's fucking cameras everyone's emails, everyone's voicemail, including the senators, including the politicians, including the people in power. They have all the data. What is it they used to say? All your bases belong to us. They have all the bases already. So it's like they have it. It's done. They have it. Yeah. If they want to like expose this person or that person, you or me, fortunately we are comedians. So when my fucking like... Oh, foot dude, fetish, the things I've cuckold. had women say to me on the phone, <laughs> that alone will allow me never to run for president ever again. But, like, there's a lot of people out there whose careers depend on the illusion of them being some kind of saint-like entity, Wonderful right? Wonderful point. And so, anyway, to me, it's like, <clears throat> though, as a form of entertainment, I love to fixate on these things, and I, I really enjoy it. I'm so excited that you do have David Icke coming on. I don't really buy into most of what he says, but I find his concept that I think the rings of Saturn have some connection to Mecca or some shit like that. Sorry if I'm wrong about that. Inco Black Cube. Black Cube. Very entertaining. Gave me some great dreams for a couple of nights straight. <laughs> don't necessarily believe it. But to me, it's like, regardless of uh, the accuracy of this person or that person's grim prognosis for the future of our species the reality would be okay i know there must be some external weird shit going on because i could see that people are dropping bombs on each other but what is the internal conspiracy where are my imaginary shackles how free can i become in the midst of all of this uh and and how much lucidity can i gain using my own free will and power and my own self power and how much uh do i not have and i have found in my own explorations that i have a lot more freedom than i think that i used to think i do and this well it's very interesting we did a uh show uh, with Max Kaiser, the, the, it just dropped tonight or yeah. today, and uh, I talk about it's the greatest time to be alive. And then we discussed, you know, this economics collapse that's coming, mm. and people are like, how can you say that? You know, for me, man, it's just the more and more I don't pay attention to the news, the more and more I realize it's not that bad out there. And that's very easy for me to say, living in Los Angeles while in Yemen we we're committing atrocities. You know, ah. Uh, but I believe if we, if you pull yourself out of the system, 
that stuff makes it harder and harder for it to happen. Yeah, well, exactly. That's it. Pulling yourself out of the system. This is the first... To me, it's like if you feel very passionate, which I think one of the things that uh, many conspiracy quote conspiracy theorists share in common is a as a real strong desire for the world to be a better place and for basic human dignity to be uh, accessible to anyone who's alive. Like it's a sense inside, a deep feeling inside that humans uh, deserve to live in a dignified way where they are not enslaved, where they are free to have families and to explore reality and to be who they are. That seems to be a fundamental thing most conspiracy theorists have in common is a very deep feeling that the world is out of balance and that it can be balanced, that there is hope, that there is a way for things to be better. And that to me is like what's so beautiful about most things that you see out there is like, even though their data may be completely wrong or warped or weird or off, or they might just be using completely just bad information that they didn't explore at all to see if it was right. Behind it all is this thing of like, man, shit, this shouldn't be like this. Why are we doing this to each other? What's happening? And so I, I love that. And so, you know, uh, the question then becomes like, okay, what the fuck can I actually do that goes beyond looking at videos, reading books, and being scared? Like, what can I actually do? What would be the most nonviolent yet deeply disruptive activity that a person could do to fuck with the powers that want to enslave to control and to dominate and in my uh, appraisal of that the answer would be to figure out what the primary conspiracy of all conspiracies is which if you ask me it's that humans think that they are an individual and when you're not we're not like humans are convinced that i am the center of the universe humans are convinced that i am a consistent continuous self when the reality is if you really explore your own identity you begin to realize you're a non-continuous temporarily existing sort of blinking in and out of reality consciousness that throughout your entire life has essentially jumped from one dream to the next to the next to the next so this is something that if people could begin to understand and unravel and free themselves from their attachment to their very temporary egoic identity yeah and then all the other shit naturally would begin to collapse meaning that like if you could become satisfied with things as they are in your own life meaning that what you have the clothes you have the food you have access to where you're at suddenly becomes great and 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 so if you're sharing your home with others if you're sharing your food with others if you're in this situation or that situation you're actually at peace you know right now you know what i want sam i want a moog one an eight thousand dollar synthesizer that i really don't need (laughs) you know what i mean but throughout the day i think about it i'll come into my mind i'll think about my fucking god those things sound so beautiful the keyboard is so (laughs) fluid the designers who made this are so brilliant i could use it for the soundbed of my podcast i could making up reasons to like but the reality is i have a desire the desire is inflicting a type of 
specific pain inside of me. And my ridiculous mind is trying to convince me that the way to ease that suffering is to buy an $8,000 synthesizer, which is pure insanity, yes. right? So the entire system that we're in depends on people experiencing that type of pain and pretending that that pain could be satiated by filling the void up with an expensive thing. Once the desire yes. problem is eliminated, yes. everything else will fall into place. If you ask me, that seems to be the most tangible, pragmatic way for us to begin to work with the You system. see it all the time. If I have this, 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 I'll be happy. And then you get this, 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 and you're still a miserable person. That's it. You know, and I do a joke about it. You know, I've lost two friends this year, have off themselves. And it makes me sad that people in my life were so miserable that uh, they no longer wanted to be us. I think Brody had to do with pharmaceuticals. For sure. You know, but he was still super, you could tell he was super sad. You know, he was just around, he just was a square peg and he just really wanted to fit in a round hole. And that's, that's really right. what he wanted to do. And it's, and when you're not that guy, it's really hard to exist in this town of like so much treasure when you play the the game and stuff like that. If you play ball, you can have the world. It's yeah. uh, this incredible thing. And I've seen so many people play ball and then they're still miserable fucks. Like yeah. every time you see them, they got more plastic surgery or, you know, yeah. or they're just like something's not, they're like, they're no longer them. They're like the, these amazing people you knew forever. Well, they look like the uh, those little people in the dark crystal when they stared into the crystal what were those little guys called i was really know. sad midgets no they're uh, little beanie babies what are they called they're so cute there was the <sighs> gelflings but then there were these poor little creatures maybe they were gelfling i don't know but you know these creeps would like capture these fucking sweeties and they would sit them in front of the crystal and extract their goop and it's the creepiest fucking thing this is like kids show man and like I remember fucking like shitting my pants when I saw I saw the dark crystal in the theaters if you want to know how old I am. And when those poor little babies like withered into these like basically like when you leave a fucking potato in your cabinet too long. And then you see people like that where they're yeah. all withered like that. And it's usually there's a combination of uh poorly regulated pharmaceuticals mixed in with poor, a poorly regulated mind mixed in with a fundamental delusion. And the fundamental delusion is the idea that if I achieve this or that, I'm going to feel peace. When the reality is that you already are in an experience of peace, right. but your mind is blocking you from that experience, that literally your thought continuum is like a blindfold, making it so that you can't experience the fundamental goodness of reality itself. And, and this is a precursor state of consciousness. If you wanna make people buy shit over and over again, you need the illusion that the way to satiate the thirst or the hunger they have is through some matter configuration, which is your product. And then, and, and that creates the, uh, to me, the, the treadmill upon which so many people are, are, are running in this very miserable way. And that's their fault because the reality is you don't need anything. You don't need a book. You don't need a cult. You really don't need anything. Yeah. It's um, like at the end of the day, when you take your last breath, it doesn't matter how big your house is, how many cars you have, how many billions of dollars. And none of that matters. Yeah. Because when you take your last breath, you are alone. The room could be full, but you are alone and you go into the night and you what how you 
interact and treated people is how you will be remembered. And this, like, you know, with George Bush, we've seen all this kind of this glossing over of the war crimes that he's committed and, and this hard sell to recognize him as this wonderful patriot so when he was a pure scumbag and he's just he is getting destroyed right now and they tried their hardest to basically brainwash us and think he was a good guy and at the end of the day he had so much money and where, what did it mean? Nothing. He was an old decrepit man in a fucking wheelchair and nobody cared. Well, the, to me, like, one of the very grim things, sites that I've seen is, like, the pictures he painted of wounded veterans who, like, like gave their their physical bodies to his, like, shit war. Yeah. And he, but then he was painting them. That's always been, to me, like, a John Wayne Gacy-level move. That's, oh, like... Oh, so interesting, yeah, dude. Yeah, it's like, you know, yeah, yes. It's, it's like, to me... So interesting. It's like, not only did you go into a war that didn't need to happen that destabilized the middle east and like on a, i don't need to tell you, you know all this shit but like now i'm gonna fucking paint your wounded ass and then and like there's something to me so like desperately sad about that in the sense that the people who are being painted my dad was a veteran he died of copd he was not treated by right by the va at the end of his life i when i cleaned out his shit man stacks of fucking forms that he was trying to fill out as he was suffocating to get help and because he had ptsd he wasn't sharing with me the depth of his suffering so and even if he had i don't know how much i could have done but regardless by the time i got there it was too late and i went to the va i went with the papers i sat with a fucking i sat in front of a guy and because like i'm mildly familiar i'm not a mason but i'm mildly familiar with some of their sayings and i recognize masonic symbols in the fucking office i was able to say to him are you a traveling man and he goes yes i am and then like so and so he gave me a little bit of extra help not much but basically the extra help he gave me was saying listen man it's it's too late like you're, you're you can if you want you can fill these forms out here's how long it's going to take and by the time that sort of time has elapsed, you know, your dad's going to be dead because he has late stage COPD and he's on, under hospice care. But at least he told me that much. Right. And so to me, it's like the, 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 the ultimate sadness of it all is that we have these very heroic figures who, like most humans, not only want to be happy, but want to help other people be happy by giving the ultimate sacrifice to make that happen. And instead of being allowed to fulfill their function in society as noble heroes, they're being sent into parts of the world where they don't need to be to, to, to fulfill the, the orders of people who just want to make more money and are pretending that's not why they're doing it. Yeah. So anyway, my point is, uh, we have to think in terms of what can we do that will actually change the situation. Yes. How do you do that? I mean, we've just talked about disengaging from it, but then does that allow this tyranny to happen? Well, I think like the idea is that we need to come up with a sort of, uh, I guess you would say like a mimetic system that promotes and a true idea that makes people less materialistic and and and, and essentially like it's in, in buddhism in tibetan buddhism there's this concept of liberation which is like so like um what that means is uh if like i can get under like for example if this table is covered in layers of paint 
and I could like get underneath all that paint, I would like under liberate the, the what the pure state of the table underneath it, right? So, and similarly, like every single human has this like series of overlays that have been planted there by corporations. So like some people like actually do associate Miller Lite with a great barbecue. <laughs> you, know, like, <laughs> you know, they really think like if I'm going to, because they remember that summer when their dad gave them a Miller Lite and it was a big moment and there was the Miller Lite and then they have kids and they're like, man, one day I'm going to give my kid a Miller Lite. So the parasitic corporate identity is like attached itself to one of the the layers of their personality right so the idea would be to uh, liberate ourselves from whatever the particular contamination that's gotten into the overlay we call our identity yes by connecting to our true identity which is beautiful it's nature we're nature we're part of the natural world and if you look out at the natural world and you're in a healthy state of mind you're like man this is beautiful who doesn't who hasn't gone out in a forest and been like this is beautiful when you're in the forest, you know what you're seeing? Yourself. Yeah. You're and that forest is not owned by Kentucky Fried Chicken. It's not owned by Disney. The forest is not owned by this state or that state or this government or that government or this religion or that religion. The forest is purely itself, just like you. So if we were to really become that, then probably our Moog desires would become at least slightly less intense. And then we wouldn't be so motivated to keep the very system uh, rolling that is yes, causing all this so trouble. interesting dude it's very interesting like we did a whole podcast on like this one county in florida and how much chaos has come out of it broward county and one of the thing was adam um what was the guy kid that got kidnapped adam um fuck i can't remember his right now his dad went on to do like america's most wanted and all that stuff but you know that was a big moment because people stop letting their kids go outside and then all the commercials and all the stuff about all the violence out in the world and that keeps people inside even more yeah and now you got amazon you got yeah. postmates you yeah. keep inside even more yeah. which is they can regulate you inside they can monitor your whole thing in the forest you can't get reception on your phone they don't know where the fuck you are or what the fuck you're doing that's right and sitting inside is like playing into this game that they have. But also, like, don't forget that if you go outside and you spend any amount of time outside, just sit down in the dirt and let your hands go into the dirt. I mean, make sure there's no fucking ants or, you know, shit down there, but like, feel it. And suddenly, like, you will almost instantaneously recenter yourself to the earth. And the earth is good. And uh, we are of the earth. And so we are good, too. And so if you're inside and you get that, in, and so what, what ends up happening with the phones and the TV is instead of having a firsthand experience of the natural world or the fundamental goodness that is all things, we end up having a middleman experience, which is that we have a person telling us how to interpret reality and you and sadly the way the interpreters are translating the natural world is in a very paranoid language based on which appears to be based on the intention to get you to buy the commercials in between the paranoid language and you'll notice the commercials are all ant and acids well, yeah. fucking medication yeah of course but you can't blame them it's like the guy goes in the lion cage and gets eaten by a lion are you gonna blame the fucking lion? No, I can't. I, I can't get mad at the lion at all. Can't get mad at the lion. You have to blame yourself. You went in the lion cage. If 
For example, I have, uh, I don't know, an exhibit at a carnival and the exhibit says, I'm going to shit in your mouth. And you go into my exhibit and there's a sign that says, look up and you look up and I shit in your mouth. You can't get mad at me because I had a sign that said, I'm going to shit in your mouth. Yeah. And I shit in your mouth. Yeah. If anything, if I didn't shit in your mouth, you should get mad at me. Similarly, if the idea is that uh, the media, as we know it most of the time, is an outlet valve for the reptilian shit of yeah. some kind of conspiratorial gestalt that represents dominance authoritarianism and all that nonsense and you're every day going to it and letting it shit Wonderful. in the mouth yep. of you then don't let the reptile shit in your mouth or your eyeballs in this situation so it's so it's, i love that it's you know what's cool thank you and you know what i like about it man it's workable it's workable it's like if we can find a workable solution to the problem which is in this case, if you looked at the Medusa and you turned to stone, that's your fault. Yeah. And people are turning to stone. They're paralyzed. They're paralyzed. They don't know what to do. The world is ending. Climate change. The fucking solar flares. What happened to the solar observatory? What the fuck is going on? Clearly some of the AI is coming. It's like, listen, yeah, that's all true. But you got to get ready. You got all the information you needed. You heard the alarm bell. You know it's coming. But now instead of getting ready for what's coming, you keep listening to the alarm and getting paralyzed. Very now interesting. Find you who you are. Discover who you are for real. Connect with that. And then watch what happens to your, the people surrounding you in your own life. And, and you know, tend to the part of the garden you can touch, as Jack Cornfield says. Do that. And then if we all do that, Control what you can control. Yeah, and you will find that that other shit, it would start falling apart. Oh, we don't even need a 50% majority to stop uh, poisoning our, our consciousness with the fear stuff. We need like 30% of us to do it. And then the moment that starts happening and you start realizing that you're not quite the identity you thought you are, I don't want to give a spoiler. You'll find out if you just do a little bit of the work, then you're going to start naturally acting in ways that run counter to the apparent so interesting agenda. dude that's very interesting shit dude i couldn't agree more man thanks dude i think it's the uh it's it's the feeding into the fear and all that stuff and the more and more you um engage in it the more and more you empower it yeah. and it seems like, okay, is there any end to this? Will it ever end? And I, I do think what you are seeing right now is an end of days scenario with end of days in terms of the military industrial complex and what it's doing to the world. You know, I mean, like we are seeing the world push back against, you know, this kind of uh, this this empire that we've allowed these lizard people to do to this country. And I think we are seeing the end of that. And whether that's good or bad, I don't know. I think it's good. Does it mean that China is going to be all loving? I don't think that either. But I think all empires come to an end. And there's a reason why, because people push back and then another empire tries to do it and they push back. I think that's a great idea that, you know, if we keep engaging in this, it's going to keep fucking blowing up in our faces. Yeah, man. Well, and, and, and what's going to happen is the dry rot of cynicism takes over the heart of these heroes. And 
once cynicism creeps in, then paranoia follows. Once paranoia follows, then usually violence will follow. And then once violence follows, you continue to recreate the situation that originally you didn't want to be in. So we have to break the wheel, so to speak. And the way to we break, have to break the wheel. But the wheel is inside of us. That's the thing, man. The wheel is is like it's inside of us, and and it's the you know. Chogyam Trumpa Rinpoche, who I love, one of the things he says is like, you know, there are all these systems out there about how to live in a utopian world. And some may be right and some may be abjectly wrong. But if you really want to change the world, you have to start with your family. You have to start with your children, your wife, your lovers, your friends, yes. your community, and, 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 and really kind of give up your own selfish agenda to help the people around you as much as you can. And then that is going to make your children become like really focused beautiful people and then that is a real threat to any kind of power structure because they won't be able to poison their minds and they won't be able to create selfish self-centered materialistic people who think their desires could be satiated by uh, getting into debts to the bank getting in de bank debt to get a fancy fucking car and so then what ends up happening is a natural and non-violent destabilization of the thing that so many people are sensing now the, we're having the situation that has been compared to like blind men standing around an elephant some the one blind man's like it's a anaconda oh. the other blind man is it's a wall the other blind man is it's a tree trunk it's a fucking elephant but we're all seeing different parts of yeah. it and so no one's you know so arguing over like whether it's that what the fucking elephant is yeah it's like do that because it's fun but the, the 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 main idea would be understand what true freedom really is and to me true freedom does not mean sense gratification it does not mean being able to gratify the senses at any moment it means no longer being infected with the itchy need for new shit all the time and no longer being infected by the current zeitgeist interpretation of what success looks like because these two things uh you are not real that's a that's a fun, that's fake news it's fake news and also the whole thing about i want to leave behind a legacy or a legend it's like that's like in a dream lucid dreaming and thinking when i wake up i want the beings in my dream to still be talking about yeah. me yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <clears throat> Yeah, I think it's just it's very you have right now. I think this is this has been a wonderful conversation. Dude. I overtalked. I'm sorry, man. No, you dude, bring it out. Stop of that. Dude. I love that. I do that on every podcast. I apologize, to everybody. I talk too much. So like, no. Can I do a shout out real quick? You can do anything you want. What's boy. up, Reddit conspiracy? I love. I that. love you. I, I love, love you. I and love dude, let me tell you something. Every time your podcast comes up on Reddit conspiracy, I grin ear to fucking ear because I know you, and I'm like, how fucking awesome! Wow, they're talking about Sam. And congrats to you on getting David Ike, and congrats to you on your highly successful podcast thank you dude touring now yes congratulations sam it just fills me with joy well you have wonderful things coming uh we can't discuss them but when people find out they're gonna be blown away and they're gonna love it and you deserve it you are such a uh, uh you really are an inspiration uh you, you know too, every day i always want to take a step back from stand-up 
and I have this incredible fear that if I step away, if I come back, there'll be no place for me. And it's very scary to me. Yeah. But for you, I've watched you do that. And it's been like this amazing just a uh, life you've lived walk, walking away. And you're such a good guy. And you're Thanks, such a man. unique person. But wait to see what happens when I come back. Because there is a chance that your fear is actually a true fear. I, I'm so dreading my first setback to the comedy store. I'm going to eat shit so fucking. Yeah, but you I'm know, man, the more and more I think about it, dude, it's like, you know, it's like for me last night. It's like I had this, I had two sets, same act. One crushed, yeah. one bombed. Yeah. And it's just mentally just destroying when you do that. And to not do that, you have to do a certain type of comedy. And if you don't want to do that, it it makes me wonder if you just got to go off the reservation and get away from the what was traditional style, uh, traditional vehicle of stand-up and go do your own shit. So that the people who come to see Duncan Trussell know that they're they're not going to get Nickelback comedy. Well, and- man, I don't know. I mean, we can't. I mean, but you know, man, we'll never be able to escape from that joy that comes from making people laugh on stage. Yes, it's such a it's such an addiction. You can't get away from it, and it's like you know, it's always going to be in me, and like you know, for better or for worse. But I think there is something to be said for allowing a kind of respiratory process happen with whatever your particular art form may be, which is like, for, for me with stand-up, it's like, if I'm going to be on stage, taking stage time away from comics who are fucking hungry and, and working real hard, I better be like wanting to perform up there. You know, I don't I'm want- so with you, man. Yeah. I just, when I go up and I'm not in it, it shows. And I'm just so set in my ways that I, you know, like, you know, we have Joe Rogan in our life, who's this guy that is just this machine yeah. of doing like stand up every night, and and that's why he's so great at it. But I sometimes feel like I I get caught and I have to do that too, and I'm just like, that's not me. I I want to go up when I have something to say, and I'm kind of wor- I'm never taking a break, even after my my specials I put out, which are now available on YouTube. Cool. Uh, I just I just feel like I have to go up, and I don't have anything interesting to say at this point i've talked about all my stories and dude if i was making 10 commandments one of them would definitely be don't compare yourself to rogan yeah yeah, yeah. how many people are walking around in like a dark depression because they're in some way or another comparing themselves to that alien yeah what the fuck he's so unique he's such a he's a five tool player yeah you know i don't know if you want to compare yourself to why stop there like if we could compare your fucking self to like any other Dave like Chappelle. Yeah, any other legend. Go ahead, yeah. compare yourself to them. See yeah. how you feel. You're yeah. not Rogan. Yeah. You know, so like the the moment I gave up <laughs> that activity, which I'm sad to say at some point I think I did think, you know, like I bought a fucking bow and arrow. I'm like in my backyard getting like wrist burned shooting a bow and arrow. Yeah, it's like, I wait, what am that. I what am I doing? Yeah. Well, I'm not, why, why am I tormenting myself? It's like, you know, if you want to compare yourself to Rogan, like there's there's more accessible things, which is like, you know, help your friends, that kind of stuff. But like, uh, don't tr- don't try to take his fucking 300 degree steam <laughs> baths. <laughs> <laughs> You'll die. <laughs> yeah, if you start doing that, you'll yeah, you're gonna slowly poison yourself when you start comparing yourself to other people. 
You yeah, do man. you, boo. That's all you, you can do. You do you, boo. And you know what, man? I, I've come to grips with that. As much as I enjoy my, enjoy my stand-up comedy, not everybody else enjoys it all the time. And that maybe the best I get is 200 people in the market. Maybe I'm not going to be the guy who, you know, does theater shows all the time. And, that, you know, that's just life, dude. And, yes, I've gotten or influenced a lot of guys who are doing theater shows. But that's just the way it goes, man. Just that's, that's so, you know, to do 100 people in the market is pretty fucking impressive. Sam, I think great, great things are in store for you, my friend. And yeah. I'm afraid your prediction, the theater prediction, is going to be proven wrong in time. Well, I don't know, man. And I don't, I, I, I'm not saying that pity. But I'm just being like, it's okay. You know, I know. No, no, it is okay. It is okay because it's like no matter what, you carry your your you carry the world inside of you. So yes. theater shows are not you're going to could be, be coffee beans around the country. Whatever it is, man. But I'll tell you, have dude, to take a break when they're making lattes. We're, we we're off the map here, man. <laughs> yeah, we are. Dude. You're off the map. So it's like if you're trying to use old maps to yeah. like determine where you happen to be in the forest right now, yeah. you're always going to be confused. They, like, that's a great point. Yeah, we are off the fucking map, yeah, dog. We're off the map. We are off the map. With that. Uh, how much time have we done? Well, we're done. It's like one... Well, it's perfect timing, man. It's exactly right. We're done. Okay, man. This Hi. has been a great podcast. I Thank never you, get to see you enough, but the times I do, I cherish. And I am always enjoying just everything you do. Thanks, man. And please... You're, you're one of my original OG friends I met out here. That's right. You are the reason I got into the comedy store or the scenario that made it happen. Yeah. And uh, I will always be eternally grateful for our friendship. We will always be friends. Always. And here's my like greedy little thing. You got to come on the DTFH soon, please. Anytime, dude. Okay, Anytime, all the time. And then I'm going to grill you about the deep state and all the stuff yeah. that I went all hippie on. P.S. Reddit conspiracy. I wasn't avoiding it. I'm on you every night. I'm not <laughs> trying to like get distract people. Isn't it so weird when you see people assuming different things yeah. and you know these people and you're like that's not real at all that's really made me at somewhat check like whether this person's good person bad person yeah. i'm interpreting their social media and yeah. i have to learn not to do that that's right have you seen and we're gonna wrap it here have you seen the new thing with the joe rogan and eddie bravo where they think joe rogan edited this piece out flatter thing no it was about uh this pfizer report and i'm just gonna tell people what happens is you do that show and you have to pee. And Eddie Bravo's bring up a Pfizer report. Joe's like, I really got to pee. He goes, pees it and comes back. And everyone's like, there's a jump cut. No, there's no. not. They stopped the camera so he could go pee. And when he came back, they started the camera. You, what you're saying is Eddie Bravo kept talking while Rogan was peeing. Guys, I if Joe Rogan is in the fucking Illuminati, please let him be. Please, right? That's the best scenario. It's so more, much more boring when you realize, like, no, he just had to pee. He just had he to pee, dude. He just had to pee. And I know it's more fun to think... <laughs> I mean, dude, what have we seen about Rogan? He will light Eddie Bravo up. They have those conversations. That's why they're a wonderful friendship. Wait, so he could let Alex Jones talk about how the government is using DMT to talk to aliens, and he's trying to block Eddie Bravo's Pfizer report yeah, point? It just makes no... I, I just... And I don't even want to say anything, but I'm like, you are just looking for something there. You're finding patterns that don't exist. Well, yeah. Well, yeah. It's just like... And it's, it's like... The thing, you know, I would say find the part of yourself that's censoring you and then work on that and then worry about 
Rogan later. I mean, I'm I God, I wish he was in the fucking but uh he's not reddit conspiracy i love you i'll see you soon where are my hollow earth peeps oh yeah we gotta do so i love you to death thank you duncan trust and we'll talk to you soon